0: chapter 7 of food guide for war service at home by catherine blunt francis swain and florence powdermaker this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter 7 milk for the nation's health in wartime there is constant danger of letting down the health standard food is high in price demands on incomes are many and insistent worst of all life is being expended so freely abroad that we become careless about it at home but while we are fighting to make the world a decent place to live in we must keep up our health and vigor at home milk is vital to national health and efficiency we can conserve wheat and meat sugar and fats and be none the worse for it but we must use milk the children of to-day must have it for the sake of a vigorous hardy manhood to-morrow. A quart for every child, a pint for every adult, is not too high an ideal. There is no lack of evidence that children suffer if they do not have enough. In New York, in this past winter, two things were observed which are undoubtedly closely connected. Increased undernutrition among schoolchildren, and decreased use of milk. The mayor's milk committee in the fall of 1917 reported that the city as a whole had cut down its milk consumption 25 percent and certain tenement districts 50 percent the majority of the families who had reduced the milk to little or none were giving their children tea and coffee instead substituting drinks actually harmful to children for the most valuable food they could have about the same time as the milk investigation a count was made of the number of new york children who were seriously undernourished half starved twelve were found in every one hundred children twice as many as the year before the warring nations in europe fully realize the value of milk in the face of a serious shortage they are making every effort to get to the children as much milk as can be produced or imported until children mothers and invalids are supplied no one else may buy any for adults milk is an almost unknown luxury all the countries have definite milk rations for their children these rations would be adequate if they could be obtained but many times they fall short every effort is made to treat all children rich and poor alike the price of milk is regulated BUT PARENTS WHO CANNOT AFFORD TO BUY IT ARE GIVEN IT FREE OR AT COST. DRIED AND CONDENSED MILK ARE USED WHERE THEY CAN BE OBTAINED AND FRESH MILK CANNOT. THOUSANDS OF TONS OF CONDENSED MILK HAVE BEEN SENT OVER FROM AMERICA. THERE HAS BEEN SCARCELY A CHILD BORN IN THE NORTH OF FRANCE AND NONE IN BELGIUM, WHOSE CONTINUED LIFE DURING ALL THAT PERIOD HAS NOT BEEN DEPENDENT UPON AMERICAN CONDENSED MILK. At one time, the Ministry of Food in Great Britain, anticipating a milk shortage in the winter, bought large quantities of dried milk for distribution by local health committees and infant welfare societies. In Belgium, in spite of the misery of the people, fewer young children are dying than before the war, because of the milk and bread and care that they get at the soups and children's canteens. But in Poland, Romania, and Serbia, thousands and tens of thousands of babies and young children have died since the war for lack of milk and other food. Grown people should use milk and appreciate that it is far more than a beverage. Comparing it with tea and coffee is not sensible. The idea that food is something to chew breaks down completely when milk is considered. Milk is both meat and drink. THE VALUABLE CONSTITUENTS OF MILK What gives milk its unique value? It must contain especially valuable substances, since it is an adequate food for the young for several months after birth, and is one of the most important constituents of a grown person's diet. It contains protein, of a kind more valuable, especially for growing children, than that of most other foods milk protein separates out when milk sours and is the familiar cottage cheese because of it milk whole or skim is a valuable meat substitute when we drink milk therefore we need less meat it contains fat a pint of milk has a little more than half an ounce the same amount as an ordinary serving of butter by drinking milk we can save fat as well as meat milk sugar is also present more or less like ordinary sugar but not so sweet the sugar the fat and part of the protein burn in the body giving the energy needed for the body's activities a pint gives as much fuel as four eggs or half a pound of meat or three or four large slices of bread although bread is cheaper fuel than milk its economy compared with meat or eggs is obvious The pint of milk costs usually about seven cents, while the eggs and meat cost at least two or three times as much. The economy of substituting milk for at least part of the meat in the diet is plain. It is the advice of an expert to let no family of five buy meat till it has bought three quarts of milk. But this is not the whole of the story. Milk is extraordinarily rich in calcium, commonly called lime, necessary for the growth of the bones and teeth, and also important in the diet of adults even though they have stopped growing. No other food has nearly as much. A pint has almost enough calcium for one entire day's supply. It takes two and a quarter pounds of carrots to give the same amount, or seven pounds of white bread, or the impossible quantity of 21 pounds of beef. A diet without milk or cheese is in great danger of being too low in calcium, especially a meat and bread diet without vegetables. Among the most necessary constituents of milk are the two vitamins. One is present chiefly in the fat, and the other in the watery part of the milk. Without milk fat, in whole milk or in butter, we run the risk of having too little of the fat-soluble vitamin the other vitamin is more widely distributed in our foods so that with our varied diet there is little danger of not getting enough milk therefore fills all the needs of the child except perhaps for iron and is one of the best foods in the diet of grown people there is no other food that has all the virtues of milk it therefore has no substitute the regular use of milk is the greatest single factor of safety in the human diet Our milk problem We have not nearly enough milk in the United States to give every child the quart and every adult the pint, which they should have. Although we actually produce about a quart per person, more than half of this is used for butter, cheese, and cream, and only about two-thirds of a pint is drunk directly as milk or used in cooking this spring we have slightly more than this amount because of the dairymen's response to the patriotic appeal to maintain production but our supply and consumption of milk are still far below what they should be to increase the quantity in the country the price of milk must be low enough for the people to afford it but high enough to keep the producer and distributor in the business the question of a fair price is a difficult one the cost of feed has gone up labor is scarce and dear but further economies in both production and distribution are still possible this past winter the food administration and the dairy division of the department of agriculture have assisted many local commissions in determining fair milk prices and pointing out economies all along the line of the milk business IT IS MOST UNFORTUNATE THAT IGNORANCE OF THE VALUE OF MILK MAKES PEOPLE PARTICULARLY SENSITIVE TO A CHANGE IN ITS PRICE. WHEN IT GOES UP, EVEN A CENT A QUART, MANY CUT DOWN THEIR CONSUMPTION, WHILE A CONSIDERABLY LARGER ADVANCE IN THE PRICE OF MEAT WILL MAKE LITTLE DIFFERENCE IN THE AMOUNT BOUGHT. IF DIMINISHED USE OF MILK CONTINUES, DAIRYMEN MAY GO OUT OF BUSINESS, AND PERMANENT HARM BE DONE both to us and to those dependent on us abroad a factory may close down and when the need comes reopen immediately but if a cow is killed it takes practically three years to replace her the milk we have should be used as effectively as possible the most economical way for a nation to use its milk so as to get the benefit of all the food in it is of course as whole milk or evaporated or dried whole milk The next most economical way is in the form of whole milk cheese, since all but the whey is used in it. Cream and butter are much less economical, unless all the skim milk is used. As 41% of our milk supply goes to make butter, we have large quantities of skim milk containing as much protein, it is estimated, as all the beef we eat at present we feed the largest part of this to animals or actually throw it away since the cottage cheese drive of the department of agriculture an increasing amount of it is being made into cottage cheese a palatable and useful meat substitute it can of course be used as a beverage or in cooking Whey also has many food uses buttermilk too is justly popular and healthful Skim milk is not a substitute for whole milk for children. Cream, valuable food though it is, is also extravagant in its use of milk. It takes five quarts of milk to produce a quart of cream. Buying whole milk is therefore better policy than buying cream and no milk. The sale of cream is now forbidden in Great Britain for this reason. Our Milk Abroad it is our supply of milk that is helping to meet the milk shortage abroad. Before the war we exported very little. By 1917 our export of evaporated condensed and dried milk had gone up twentyfold. In the spring of 1918 we sent over the equivalent in whole milk of almost 50 million pounds a month and should probably have sent much more were it not for the lack of ships. After the war, when ships are released, the demand for it will be enormous. It will take years to build up the dairy herds of Europe again, so we shall continue to be their main source of supply. Learn and teach the unique value and economy of milk. Do everything to prevent in this country the tragic results which are following the cutting down of milk consumption abroad. End of section 7